0: Our second scripture reading today comes from the epistle of Paul and Timothy to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 4 through 14. Listen for the word of God. I too have reasons for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more circumcised by the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet, Whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish. In order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based in faith. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus." Amen. So, end of the lesson.
1: Thank you, Mary. I'm glad to be here. This is definitely not my first time. I've been here a number of times, uh, partly because. Uh, my wife and I developed a fast friendship with Dr. Tari Lennon, whom I believe some of you know. I want to say initial thank you to Phil Garrison, your moderator, who uh, is intimately familiar with the commute between Laguna Beach and Pasadena, where I live. Uh, Also, thanks to Tom Kugler, who spent a lot of time on the phone with me, and to what seems like an absolutely super worship team, Elizabeth, Sharon, Pam, Kristen, Mary, and and maybe a few others. Thank you. I have been pastor uh, either interim or settled for about 12 different congregations, and each one of them is unique and different, as you know all of us as individuals are. Um, But I don't know you, you don't know me. Uh, I know that what you've been through recently has not been easy. Which of us, however, has not been through a hard and difficult time in our life? And how? And what happens with individuals happens also with congregations. But could it be that difficult times are also, through the grace of God, opportunities for new growth and new life? One of our great philosophers has said that everything which is truly valuable in our human life is also, at least at times, really difficult. And with pastors and preachers, you know, all of us clergy, let me tell you, have our weak side, our blind spots. All of us are engaged in a lifelong situation of having to learn something new, to surmount something in in our life and in our work which we've never surmounted before to face something we haven't yet faced in ourselves. You may find uh, that my style is quite different from what you're used to and what you think is right for here. Well, I'll adjust as much as I can Tell me what you need from me on Sunday mornings during phone calls or emails or anything else. I will do my best. Of course, your good fortune is that I'm just with you for two or three months. (laughs) But I really, I really do want to be helpful during the brief time that I'm with you. And I don't think it's just chance that I'm with you for even this short space of time. I said I will adjust. I would adjust. Well, I'm already having to adjust. I asked how long the folks are used to having the preacher preach. They said, 10 to 12 minutes. I said, oh my God. (laughs) How am I gonna do that? Well, it's a good discipline for me. But give me a few weeks to get down to par, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, the Word of God, St. Paul, writing to the Philippians, he has, feels he has reason to give up his own history. Religiously, Paul has a first-class resume He was a top-notch Jew, a Pharisee, of great learning and great credentials. So why does he feel the need to go on about himself so much? Well, in his missionary work, his founding of congregations, Christian congregations around the Mediterranean, teaching the faith in Jesus Christ, he's run into opposition, serious opposition. Opposition from people he even calls dogs, which we dog dog lovers might not like, that he uses that term. But the term for Paul is very pejorative. So Paul defends himself by quoting his resume. But then he immediately says, whatever gains I have had, I count as loss because of Jesus Christ. In fact, he says, everything that has come to me so far, I just consider to be rubbish now. Rubbish! The Greek word translated into English as rubbish here, is actually stronger. It means excrement. In English, you know, we have a four-letter word beginning with S and ending with T. Paul says, I mean, can you get this? That whatever he had before he came to know Christ was that, and he's now willing to let go of all of that, quote, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death so that then I may attain the resurrection from the dead. That's heavy stuff. I'm no no St. Paul, believe me, but I do know what he's talking about here. I really do. And you know, because there have been for 2,000 years now both clergy and laity, who have known this, who have experienced at least something of what Paul experienced, and who have really striven to shape their lives on the basis of that experience. Because of that, you and I are here this morning, April 3rd, the Sunday after Easter, in a Christian sanctuary on St. Anne's Drive in Laguna Beach, California, continuing to celebrate the rising of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And we celebrate because we believe that his resurrection holds the promise of ours. But then Paul goes on, and what he says next is every bit as important for us to take to heart. He says, Not that I've already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. He's saying, Hey, friends, I'm not there yet. Not by a long shot. Even with all his great resume, even with his astounding intellect and his accomplishments as a founder of Christian congregations across the Mediterranean world, Paul is so aware that he's not where he should be, where he needs to be, where he wants to be. Not yet. But what does he say? He says, I press on. Not because I think I should press on, not because I will feel guilty if I don't press on, not because I don't know when to rest and to take a breather from my work, and certainly not just because I'm going through the motions in what I'm doing. No! I press on forgetting what lies behind me and envisioning what lies ahead. I press on for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He has made me his own. I belong to him now. He's waiting for me. And he will give me the strength to go whatever path I need to go to make any effort I need to make in order to respond to what the call he has given me, the upward call, in order to make my own completely, the treasure of new life which God has given me in the risen Jesus Christ. Sisters and brothers of Neighborhood Church, I hope and I pray that you understand and take in what is being said here, and I hope and I pray the very same thing for myself. Not just in our individual lives, but in our life together as this church, this congregation of God's people, God loves us. (laughs) And because God loves us in Christ, God has given us everything we need. God has taken us to herself in Christ. And that means that however much difficulty we have been through, however much difficulty might lie ahead, however much our problems may seem to contradict what we thought we were, however upsetting and depressing our recent history may have been, however much we may feel tempted to give up and to say, As my mother used to say when she felt really bad, and I remember this when I was little, oh, what's the use? However many of these feelings we may be having to deal with, the Easter message is that we can put them aside now and just focus on the upward call of God in Christ Jesus that we have been given. God is with us, with you, with me. She is with us. God is not a God who holds things against us. God is a God of forgiveness, complete forgiveness, and ever new beginnings. And God is a God of infinite strength who imparts her strength fully and freely to every human being who is receptive to it. So let's press on. I can't believe in these days I've been thinking of a Walt Disney film I saw as a kid. Bambi. Do you remember Bambi? Bambi, the little fawn, there's a scene toward the end of the film when there's a big forest fire coming, and the creatures are terrified, and Bambi is so scared and just crouches down on the ground, and the great buck, who is Bambi's father, comes to Bambi and says, Bambi, Get up. Get up. Stand up. Stand tall. Press on. However upsetting and sad and scary things sometimes may be in life, in Christ, the living Christ, we have what it takes. For God loves us. And Christ Jesus has made us his own. Amen.